With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. God bless everyone on this wonderful, I'm calling it fantastic Friday. Because truly it is a fantastic Friday because we woke up this morning with our eyes on Jesus. We woke up with the activities of our limbs and we're giving God praise, giving him the first fruits of our day and commanding our morning. and want to welcome each and every one of our guests. I am Apostle Rose White, and on behalf of the entire Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, and our overseeing bishop, Bishop Abram, we want to welcome you to this morning's day um, as we are continuing and we're at the end of the wire about 31 days of wisdom. This is day 29 where we are hearing words of wisdom for daily living through the word of God. And so today we're going to be reading Proverbs chapter 29 which is going to be coming um, and it's going to be read to you this morning by Minister Carla. And so we praise God for the word today. But before Minister Carla comes on um, to read the word for us, we're going to just open up in prayer. So I ask that you all bear with me just a moment as we quickly just open up in prayer. Um, and then the next voice that you will hear will be that of Minister Carla. Go ahead, make sure you got your Bible. If you're new, this is the first time you're being with us, get your Bible ready. Amen. Have that pad and also have that pen ready to make notes because there may be something said that you may not have seen before or even heard before. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, we just come to you this morning, O oh God, thanking you for allowing us to wake up to see a brand new day, a wonderful day where we're able to wake up, we see the activities of our limbs, we're able to move, talk, hear, speak, we're able to smell, taste. We just thank you, God, that we're able to move today in you. We were able to come together on this line on this morning with our ears ready to hear what it is that you want to Speak to us through your word, and we give you praise. We give you glory for teaching us. And so we welcome you, Holy Spirit, this morning. We welcome you to be in our midst on today. Now, Father, we ask that you forgive us of all of our sins, forgive us of all of our transgressions, forgive us for every deed that was done that was not appropriate, not to you, to bring you glory for every word that was spoken that was not under the anointing. Oh, God, we ask right now that you would cleanse us this morning, cleanse our mind, cleanse our entire being, Empty us on today, O oh God, so that we will have ears to hear. We will have ears to hear what it is that you want to say to us today so that we can continue 
to grow. Now, Holy Spirit, we ask right now that you would move through the airways, that you would clear out distractions, that you would clear out anything and everything that would hinder God's people from hearing what the word has to say unto each one of us individually. Remove out anything that would hinder the people from being able to dial into the studio or be able to log on via the Internet. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we plead the blood of Jesus over this ministry line on this morning. We plead the blood over our minds on today. We plead the blood over our ministry on today. And so, Father, we thank you that the words that we hear will be the right words that we need so that we can move forward in the things in which we have to do. Bless the reader of the word today. Bless the service, every part and everything that will be said. Let it be under the ocean of the Holy Spirit. Move out any flesh on today and let us move in your glory and under the power and under your anointing. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray and we say amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I will be reading from the New King James Version, um, Proverbs 29. And it says, He who is often rebuked and hardened his neck will suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people groan. Whoever loves wisdom makes his father rejoice, but a companion of harlots wastes his wealth. The king establishes the land by justice, but he who receives bribes overthrows it. A man who flatters his neighbor spreads a net for his feet. By transgression, an evil man is snared, but the righteous sings and rejoices. The righteous considers the cause of the poor, but the wicked does not understand such knowledge. Scoffers set a city aflame, but wise men turn away wrath. If a wise man contends with the foolish man, whether the fool rages or laughs, there is no peace. The bloodthirsty hates the blameless, but the upright seeks his well-being. A fool vents all his feelings, but a wise man holds them back. If a ruler pays attention to lies, all his servants become wicked. The poor man and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives light to the eyes of both. The king who judges the poor with truth, his throne will be established forever. The rod and rebuke give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings shame to his mother. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous will see their fall. Correct your son, and he will give you rest. Yes, he will give delight to your soul. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint, but happy is he who keeps the law. A servant will not be corrected by mere words, for though he understands, he will not respond. Do you see a man hasty in his words? 
there is more hope for a fool than for him. He who pampers his servant from childhood will have him as a son in the end. An angry man stirs up strife, and a furious man abounds in transgression. A man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Whoever is a partner with a thief hates his own life. He swears to tell the truth, but reveals nothing. The fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but justice for man comes from the Lord. An unjust man is an abomination to the righteous, and he who is upright in the way is an abomination on I'm sorry, abomination to the wicked. Amen. 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 To God be the glory. Thank you so much, um, Minister Carla, for reading our scripture on today. Um, And again, I do want to say uh, welcome to all of those that I see are, are chiming in even now, tuning in live this morning as we're continuing our 31 Days of Wisdom. And Minister Carla read the 29th chapter uh, of Proverbs. And we saw lots of stuff in here. Um, This particular chapter um, is dealing with, you know, just hard-heartedness, wickedness, Um, you know, one who walks in obedience and those that don't. And this very first um, verse that we read here this morning is talking about the one that just right out refuses to listen. You know, he he just has a, a hard heart. And with all your instructing him, they refuse to listen, you know. And so what happens because of this, they destroy themselves. There's no help for him. There's not a remedy that can help a man or a woman who refuses to listen, you know. You give them um, as that overseer, you know, as that leader, as that supervisor, you give corrective or positive criticism, and they become easily offended. Mm -hmm. And then when they become offended, then all of a sudden they become broken. They go into despair. And so they go beyond repair because they refuse to heed the wise instruction and the correction that had to come because of something that they failed to do. And then when we look at verse 2, this is, you know, talking about those that are in authority those that are put in positions and in places, and when the righteous man or that righteous woman, when they're in that place of authority, I'm telling you there's rejoicing, like we talked about on yesterday. You see, this is sort of adding to what we read on yesterday. But you let that wicked person come in place. When that evil man that takes no regard for other people, when they don't care how they step on other folks, and beat other people down, you know, when they are in place, I mean, mm-hmm. there is trouble, there's sorrow. You know, we are sort of groaning a little bit because we know this is a rude, a rude taskmaster that's in place. And then verse 3, as we look at verse 3, we know that even in the natural, when we have our children, our sons and our daughters, or even grandparents, but when you've got 
a child who is have chosen to make wise choices, and they love doing the right thing. They enjoy having wisdom. That makes any parent happy. That makes any parent literally rejoice, and they're just so grateful and thankful that they've got a son, they've got that daughter who is just doing the right thing. It makes them rejoice. You see, it's the same thing when we do the right thing. Our Heavenly Father, he's just happy with us, you know, when we do the right thing. But that particular son or that daughter, those individuals who love hanging out with harness, they love the world. They enjoy the pleasures of the world, which is a, a prostitute. The things of the world is prostitute. You know, and so here you've got individuals that they have become the lovers of, of these prostitutes and everything that they may have worked for that they have gained, like any man that would go and hang out with a prostitute or a harlot, he's going to have to spend some money because she ain't free by night. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay out something to her. It's the same thing when we have a love for the world. The world is constantly enticing you and showing you beautiful things for a few moments of pleasure, and then you end up broke. You've been lost all your life's earnings. Mm-hmm. You, you can't, can't take nothing because you have no money to take care of what needs to be taken care of because you've wasted it on worldly living, mm-hmm. on the pleasures of this world. And then when we go down and we take and look, you know, at, at verse 4, um, here is a man or a woman, let's say, you know, that they are in a place of position. They have, they walk right. They are fair to every person, you know, and they have established something. Here they've established a business. They've established ministries. They've established organizations, fellowships, institutions because of, of righteousness, knowing how to deal with the community in a right manner. But then you've got those men or those women who they're getting a little money under the table mm-hmm. because, you know, the devil hates anyone mm-hmm. that establishes something on the right ground. Mm-hmm. And, but, and every time you build something that's on rightness, you know, doing things the right way, and it's prospering, and it's blooming, it's growing, it is strongly established, you're always going to have someone that's going to try to undermine you. And they'll do it at any cost. And people will literally bribe you. They will bribe men and women to throw down that individual and to tear down that establishment. And then number five talks about the flattering. Here we're talking about somebody who's a quick talker, always got something to say, but they don't realize their words is a trap. You know, being evil, you, you're just going to spread a net for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, these are people that we need to stay away from, as we see in verse 6, because we know that the evilness of an evil man and the words in which he speaks will cause a trap for him to fall into. And so men and women that walk upright, hallelujah, we can just go about our business singing and rejoicing, knowing that God's got this. God's got it. We can sing for joy, and we can dance, and we can rejoice. And then when we go down and we look at verse 7, you know, a lot of times people that are poor, people that are in positions 
um, where they don't have the knowledge, the understanding, they don't have the right skills or the ability to, to, to go about and to learn about their rights, there's nobody to defend them. But righteous people, we that are holy, we're supposed to have compassion on others and help those that don't know their rights, help them to understand what their rights are. But people that are just evil, people that are mean, they don't have God in their life, they could care less. Matter of fact, they're hoping that people don't learn their rights so that they can continue to take advantage of them. You know, this is what they want. They want to take advantage. And that's what wicked people do. It says uh, the wicked does not understand such knowledge. It's a sad thing when we get to that place where you see people that love to see other people down and really don't want them to ever be in a position of knowing their place, knowing who they are, knowing what their rights are. Verse 8 now talks about the scoffer. That tongue, that little, that little thing in the mouth, it's a viper. And all it does is just, it, it, it just this morning as I was thinking about that, it's like spewing out stuff, spewing out flames of fire. As I was looking at something the other day, you see the, the, the fire dragon, you know, and out of his mouth he blows out fire that consumes, that destroys, that sets everything in his path on fire. That's what stompers do. They set out fire with their mouth, bringing about controversy, heated debate that leads to nothing but argument, causing fights and keeping right out confusion going on. But those who will walk in the wisdom of God, what do we do? We, God has called us to peace. He called us to be peacemakers. And so here it talks about the wise man who turns away round. You are looking at ways in being able to keep peace and order and harmony in the midst of confusion. If you're on work at work and you know that in your department there's just a lot of uh, uh, harsh things going on, rumors going, being spread, and stuff being talked about about the supervisor or what's going mm-hmm. on in the company, what do you do? You go and you find words of comfort, and you'll tell others, you know what, don't pay no attention to that. Stuff always being said. Everything going to be all right. Mm-hmm. You find ways of bringing, trying to bring peace, bring some kind of order into place. And then verse 9, when we look at this, you know, we said yesterday, don't waste your breath on a fool. Don't waste your time. Mm-hmm. Because all that you say or do, he's just going to mock you. Mm-hmm. And there ain't going to be no peace. So don't let a foolish man or a foolish woman cause you to become indignant, cause you to act out of character, say words that should have never proceeded out of a child of God's mouth. Walk away. Walk away. Mm-hmm. Let them folk rage. Let them say all kinds of stuff all by their lonesome. Because it ain't, it ain't worth it. Because a fool just not going to reason. They're not going to hear anything that you've got to say. They're going to keep on raging. And the more they talk, the more hotter they become. So you need to just move on away from them. And then when we look at verse 10, it talks about the bloodthirsty. You know, there are just ungodly folks that hate to see godly people. You know, but our thing is no matter how people do, no matter 
how much harm a person may do to us, no matter what they even say about us and others, our position, our part that we have to do, and that's to pray. We've got to still want to see the best for them, even though we know that's not what they're wanting for us. They want to see our demise. But we've got to walk upright. And I, we ought to always be concerned about others, have nothing to do about what they think or what they say about us. Because at the end of the day, it's not about us, it's about the kingdom. And then verse 11. Here you got a fool is talking about venting all his feelings. You ever heard people, all they do and they just venting, they mad. Everything's a problem. They complaining mm-hmm. about everything. Ain't nothing right. Everybody else is wrong. They don't even see themselves. But a wise man, one who is walking in the wisdom of God, has recognized that you can't always talk about stuff. You've got to have some self-control. You've got to hold back some feelings. Yep, it just might be some mess going on in the, in the company. Yep, it might be a lot of uh, issues that are going on within the church. Yes, it is a lot of crazy stuff that happens in organizations and in ministry. But here you got a fool that's going around just talking about what he thinks about it, what she feels about it, you know, how much a mess that they see going on, but that be wise. Learn how there are some things that we've got to be in control in. We don't need to talk about everything, but we need to be praying about everything. And then in verse 12, you know, wicked folks who hear evil and then allow things to go forth, they pay attention to all this garbage that's coming out, and yet they do nothing about it. Guess what they do? They birth out that same mentality in all the others that's around them, causing everyone to have that evil mindset. See, all of the people, their employees, their staff, their leaders, they all are wicked because it says all these servants. What do they do? They become wicked. Whatever is going on at the top affects everything below. Wicked begets wicked. And that's what we see here going on in verse 12. Then when we look at verse 13, talking about the, that poor man talking about the oppressor, you know, they've got something in common. You know, so I, I looked at this, and as I read this, whether, uh, whether people are good or whether they're bad, both are given by God that light so that they can see. Because we have all read the scripture that says God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. He reigns upon them. So he's given both light so that they can see. And then when we look at verse 14, here we're looking at a king, a king representing a person in charge. You know, uh, this is here a righteous ruler is one who we see that's a just judge. This king, he judges the poor with truth. When we got a person that's in charge and they are honest, you know they are trustworthy and you know that they are fair, they're going to judge the poor, you know, his position. And when he do this, when he judge righteously, 
when he is not looking to bring harm, but to look at the entire picture and give a right judgment truthfully and honestly, this is a person who knows that his position is firmly established. He's going to be there for a long time. And then verse 15, you know, we've been talking about this throughout the, the month, talking about correction, you know, for a child. And this also goes for any individual, really, you know, but we look at the child uh, in a home that if you allow that child to just go out, you don't bring any correction whatsoever. You know, every now and then you put him in a little corner, time out, he come out of time out, he worse than he was when he went in that corner, you know. But there needs to be a rod that's on that backside, you know, because a child that's left, to go wild and to go crazy, it's an embarrassment. It's a shame. It brings shame to that mother. You know, and so when you bring forth that rod, there comes a time when whipping is required. When you have to rebuke that child for doing the wrong thing, it's going to let a cause wisdom to take place. See, we've gotten away from some stuff in today in 2016. Because that rod is a good rod. It brings about some godly instruction, and it will bring about wisdom. We don't even want even uh, uh, adults. We don't want people to just go out not having wise instruction because it's not. People that's in your church, people that's in your company, in your business, they'll bring shame upon your company. They'll bring shame upon your church. And you as the leader, the one in charge, you're going to be shamed because those people are part of you. They're part of your establishment. And then in verse 16, when we got evil people in any place of authority, all it does is increase wickedness and evildoing. Bottom line, it just does. But we praise God that the righteous, Hallelujah. Even though them people might be doing all kinds of crazy stuff, we're going to be right there to see them when they fall. We're going to watch evil people come down. People that are in, you know, the government, they're sitting in high places. They're increasing daily, day by day. But they don't realize the day is coming. They're coming down. They're going to fall, and we're going to be right there to see them. You know, we pray that they get it right before it's everlasting too late, but we're going to watch them fall. And then verse 17, you know, it talks about, again, correcting your son. Um, this is going with the previous verse that we read. Correct your child. And when you correct them, it's going to bring you comfort and it'll bring you delight to your soul. But then verse 18, where we talk, he talks about here, no vision, no revelation, no no knowledge of God and his word. And when you don't have that, guess what? Stuff just hits the fan. Folks literally go berserk doing their own thing. People are unrestrained. So they run wild. That's the reason why in any house, in any establishment, there needs to be a vision. There needs to be a goal that has been set out that is plain for all to see. Where there's no vision, 
people perish. But the man, the woman, that young person who will walk in the ways of God, the one who is going to be right there to keep God's word in his heart, they're going to be happy. They're going to be blessed beyond measure. Hallelujah. And then verse 19, as we look at this, there comes a time when words just don't work. Oh, my goodness. Matter of fact, I actually, um, you know, was talking with someone on yesterday that this was just a prime that came to my, back to my remembrance. The Holy Spirit brought it back to my remembrance, this exact conversation that I had with a pastor on yesterday, you know, of, of, of a worker there. Uh, where words just wasn't working. See, there comes a time when you might have, you know, a servant. They just don't listen to what you got to say. The words that you speak have fallen on deaf ears, and you get no response whatsoever from them, even though you know they're listening, you know they hear, and you know they understand, but they don't respond. And so when this happens, discipline has to take its place. Unfortunately, people feel that they're grown and they don't need to take correction from anyone. And it's sad, especially because we're, we're all believers here on this line. It's sad that people will go on a regular job, most of them, because even many, even on the job, rebuke discipline on job. That's why some people can't even work on a job because they refuse to listen to anybody tell them what to do. But in the house of God, in church, many people really don't feel like they need to listen, especially to a pastor. They feel like they can just do it their own way, even those that you place in leadership positions. Believers, let me tell you right now, for those of you that are listening, if we have pastors that are here on the line, bishops, we got elders, those that have any type of um, business that you've established or you are over a church, an organization, if you've got staff, associate workers or leaders that are working with you and they refuse to do it the way that you've instructed or just right out didn't do anything at all, then you've got to take it to the next level. You've got to bring in some correction. Mm-hmm. And one who won't do, then they need to step down. See, we are in a time and a period right now, you know, those who are calm, who will be willing servants, those that will work for the brow, the sweat of their brow, they got a teachable and a coachable spirit, those are the ones that you spend your time and you put your energy into. But today, in today's time, God has got too much of a work for us to do, and there is no place today for insubordination. I'm sorry. No room for it today. If, if you're not teachable and you're not coachable and you're not willing to listen to what the leader has to say, then go start your own stuff and do it your way. Amen. No place for it in the house of God. It should not be any room for that. And then when we look at verse 20 and verse 22, I'm going to sort of put those two you know, sort of together, and we'll come back and look at verse 21 real quickly. You know, but this talks about even ones in verse 20 that are conceited, always talking, giving answers before taking the time to ponder on what has been presented. When a person is talking with you, you know, let them finish what they're saying mm-hmm. before you start giving an answer. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't hear the whole thing, you might be giving an answer to part of it, and you miss the other part that you really need to be talking about the most. <laughs> Think before you speak. 
Verse 20 says there's, there's more hope for a fool than this one who sees himself wise. But then when we look at verse 22, it speaks of those that are quick-tempered. I, I, I just call them hotheads. They are. They're hotheads. They're always angry. And when you find angry people, they always want to stir up some stuff because when they're angry, they want everybody else angry, so it gives them a reason to even be more mad and to say more stuff. They keep stuff going. They have no discipline at all, and they're right out, out of control, always in trouble. And the thing is, you can't help them because they're angry all the time. You can't help an angry man or an angry woman because all he can see is himself mm-hmm. or herself. Mm-hmm. And then verse 21 here is talking about tampering a servant. You know, this was so sweet to me, um, you know, because there have been people and there are some that are in my life even to this day that it almost brought tears to my eyes. You see, when when you that are in business or if you're in ministry and, and there have been those that have been, you know they have been assigned to you. You know, it's maybe a man or a woman who have served you from a, a, their youth or from a young age or they've been with you for a length of time. They don't even have to be young people, but they've been with you for a while. You tend to see them not just as another employee or a worker in the church, but you see this man, this woman, this individual as a son. You treat them as a daughter. See, these are the, the individuals that will be with you to the end. They will endure with you in the good times as well as in the bad. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. I praise God. For those servants that will come in and they're with you through the thick and through the thin. They are your son. See, those are the ones. Everybody's running around calling themselves your spiritual son. Your spiritual son. Everybody's being called, that's my spiritual mom, that's my spiritual father. So, you know, everybody. But you, a spiritual mother, spiritual father, you know those who are really yours who have been assigned to you, whom God has placed in your life. And those are the ones that you pour everything and you impart into them truth. And they're there for the long haul. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I thank God because I know my spiritual children. I know those that are are with me. And then verse 23, when we look at this, you know, you will hear me speak often about humility, staying humble. If you want to go high, then you got to be low. Stay low like Mary did. Martha was doing great things, but she was just too busy. But Mary stayed at the feet of Jesus. She remained humble. And when you remain humble, trust me, you ain't got to worry about things. God will give you honor, and he will pour out favor upon you. And then when we look at verses 24 to 25, I hear the Lord speaking to us to refrain from, to excuse ourselves. Don't align yourself or become a part of those who lie, who cheat, who take away from others, those who work to see. Because trust me, I truly believe if a person of steel, they're 
And ain't nothing worse than a liar, and the Bible tells us plainly and clearly that liars have their place in the lake of fire. Even liars, when they go to court, mm-hmm. they put their hand on the Bible, mm-hmm. they swear to tell the mm-hmm. truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help them God. But the moment that attorney asks them questions, they lie through their teeth with a straight face. And they don't reveal anything. This is what this scripture is talking about. They say nothing, lying. See, anyone who fears man more than they do God, they bring a snare upon themselves. And we're told in verse 25 that we're to put our trust only in the Lord. And when we do this, we can know with a surety that we are saved. And as I read that scripture, I thought about the song that says, Safe in his arms. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. When we trust God with our whole heart, leaning not to our own understanding, we can rest in the Lord and know that we are saved. Mm-hmm. Verse 26 says us to, for us to seek not the favor of man, but we are to seek after righteousness. We're to live holy and then know with assurance that the only justice that will be received comes only by, through, and from the Lord. And so if you're in need of having a fair hearing, then you need to ask God to touch the heart of the judge because there are individuals, there are men and women all over the place for years. I would have individuals that call me, text me, email, inbox me, saying, you know, I'm getting ready to put this court case. I'm getting ready to deal with this hearing, even in the midst of my own son who was who had to have legal issues, had been incarcerated. There comes a time we've got to trust the Lord and ask God to trust the heart of the judge. So instead of seeking the rule of the man's favor, seek the favor of God and watch him work. Know that things will be well. And then lastly, as we're closing out this morning, when we look at verse 27, we should not, you know, like the the wickedness of man. We should never uh, uh, like what they like. See, because the things that the unjust and wicked do, They are an abomination to us, and they're an abomination to God. And know that the sinner man, you know, they hate us. They really do. They hate you just because you love Jesus. Mm -hmm. They hate us because you walk up right and you bring shame upon them and shine the light on their foolishness. (laughs) They see us ungodly folks. I don't care if you do have some ungodly friends. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, they're just so nice, they're so sweet. But trust me, when mm-hmm. you're not around them, if you mm-hmm. walk them right before them, <laughs> you bring shame upon them, and they hate you for yeah. it. Yeah. Smile in your face while hating you. Mm-hmm. We are sickening to the stomach of the evil man. Yeah. And men and women of God, those of you that are listening here on this morning, we are to love what God loves. And we are to hate what he hates. Take no thought about those who despise you. Let them walk. Let them talk. But it's okay. We are seeking after the Lord. We are panting after the Lord. 
day and night. We are speaking after righteousness. And we can know that God is watching over us. Yes. He is covering us. He's going to protect and he's going to shield us from every time of danger. And so this morning, hallelujah, as we read this word today, God is just saying, seek after me while I may be found. Do what is right at all times. Keep yourself clean and pure. Refrain and remove yourself even from the very appearance of evil. And if you have to be in the midst of the wickedness, then do all that you can do to bring peace in the midst of confusion. Be peacemakers. Don't join in with the trouble. But trouble the trouble by living holy. Hallelujah. Let us trouble the troublemakers today by walking upright and making a difference. Just because everybody else in the group is swearing and cursing don't mean you got to do it. Take a stand. Take a stand. Speak of things that's righteous and holy. I watched my brother do that many times. In groups where they were smoking and drinking and swearing and carrying on for themselves, and I would hear him out there. He had all this gospel music, and he won't talk about Jesus. We got to be different, saints. We got to make a difference. Don't compromise and don't take down. Because in the end, we win. Hallelujah. 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 And Hallelujah. I praise God. Um, 
in the morning to be with other saints um, to give the glory to God and get instruction. Thank you, Apostle Rose. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Sister Katrina. We just love you. Hallelujah. For those of you who don't know, I and Sister Katrina, we used to fellowship so much together and Mm. always on the TNT line on Mm. Tuesdays and Thursdays. And this is just a precious woman of God who loves the Lord and sold out for Jesus. So we thank God for you this morning, woman of God, for being with us uh, today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Is there anyone else this morning? Hallelujah. Praise Good the morning. Lord. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we had two or three boys in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, praise Amen. the Lord. Uh, praise yeah. the Lord. Um, my name is Evangelist um, Jones, and I'm um, in Westchester County. Um, I think I was invited um to come on to the call um, for the prayer line. And I've been on for quite some time now. And I just wanted to tell you, Apostle, that I have been very much blessed um, by the word, um, going through the season with you uh, on the line. And, my, you know, I, I, I want to tell you that I have really been blessed to get up diligently 6 o'clock in the morning uh, to hear the word of God. And it's such a blessing to start your day with the word of God. And I want to tell you that it's been a blessing to me. Uh, I want to thank the person who had invited me on giving me the prayer line number. And I just, my soul has been fed. Um, I just want to say thank you. Um, we I rejoice in the Lord and knowing that he's the head of my life and that I love the Lord very much. And I'm just going to continue on the prayer line and continue to be blessed, and that uh, everyone keep me in prayer as I keep you in prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My soul is rejoicing. We love to hear that. Amen. Praise God, evangelist. We thank you so much for being here with us every morning, the mornings that you've been with us. God bless you. God, yes. yes, and I'm also going to go through with the Psalms. I'm just looking forward of us going through the book of Psalms, and I'm going to be, um, you know, always calling in and um, just go through the book of Psalms with you, and I just want to, I'm looking forward to it. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you, Evangelist. Thank you so much for sharing this morning. Thank you, and God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. I think we had another. Amen. Good morning, saints. Good morning. I am uh, Yolanda Harris from Pine Bluff, Arkansas. I was also invited to come on the prayer line. And as I've been coming on the prayer line, it has enriched me spiritually. 
Mm-hmm. And it caused me to even go higher in God. Yes. Uh, it has even molded my character even the more in him. I just thank God for being God. I thank God for the elevation on this year. I just thank God for doing a new thing on this year. And I just thank mm-hmm. God for you, woman of God. Yes. I even been on the Internet on the word for the women and read some of the things that you put on the website. I just thank God for you, for being that woman of God and going by the instructions that God has given you to help the women of God to grow in him. And I just thank God, and y'all just pray for me in Arkansas as I go forth and, and do what God has me to do. Hallelujah. Yesterday I had called, I talked to Apostle Rose, my husband, and went to the hospital with pains in his chest. But, you know, the moment she began to pray, and I knew when she was beginning to pray, the pain started moving. Mm-hmm. Then by the doctor really seen him, he couldn't find out where the pain was. So I just thank and I praise God. Mm-hmm. I thank God because he's fine this morning. They just gave him some fluid and sent him home and told him everything is well. So I thank, thank God. You, Lord. Thank God. I thank God because he is a healer. And so I, just, I thank him for the word that has gone forth every morning. God has done something miraculous, something spectacular. I just give him glory and honor and praise. He's proven himself to me. So I just give him praise and glory. Amen. 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 Amen to God be the glory. Thank I'm you, telling Jesus. y'all, prayer works, saints. Hallelujah. 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 We just praise the Lord. Amen. Because the moment Sister Baker called and said her husband's up there in the emergency room, I'm like, oh, I'm about to dial Dr. Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so we praise God. We will continue to lift up Brother Baker and continue. Uh, to trust God for total healing. Hallelujah. No more pain, no more discomfort. To God be the glory. Hallelujah. Is there anyone else? Thank you so much, daughter. Thank you so much for sharing that praise report on this morning. Amen. Is there another? Hallelujah. Oh, God, my soul set on fire. Thank you, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Apostle Rose, I just wanted yes. to say, um, I um, I, t- I wake up every morning for prayer, and of course, you know, I do the Tuesday and Wednesday morning, and it's amazing how my Father God answered my prayer, because I wanted to have a prayer with someone that I could trust, uh-huh. and when I went on Facebook, you were there early in the morning and gave me your number, 
and I haven't talked to you in three years. Yeah. So you, through you, God directed me to you and to this prayer line for um, the days of the week. Um, I just thank you so much for, the, for being obedient and hearing, lifting up my request in the spirit to come together with saints. I thank you so much, Apostle. Hallelujah. We praise God. Thank God. I'm telling you, we give God praise. Lord. We give Him glory. Yes, we give thank Him you, honor. Thank you know, you, because we, we are our brother's keeper. Yes. And we come together to lift up one another Lord. and give reverence unto the Lord. And we yes. thank God this morning, you know, that God is even moving by his power. He's moving by his might. He's doing what needs to be done. And so we just give God praise on today. Truly, he is worthy to be praised. All the glory and all the honor, it belongs to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Hallelujah. 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 H
from Arkansas. God bless you, woman of God. We thank God for you on today. I want you to know that because of your faithfulness to come, because many times people share a number with individuals and they, you know, they don't always come or always heed. But God is saying to you, because of your obedience, because of your faithfulness, because of your diligence, he is going to be faithful unto you. He is saying to you, God is saying to you today, don't fret, don't worry, don't stress. Hallelujah, to be anxious for nothing because the Lord knows he sees what is going on. He's already handling the situation out for you. So you can trust him and know that he got you, he sees you, he's working it out for your good. That's what we're talking about. Open up your mouth. 
Stand and stand on the word. Keep your feet rooted in the word. And keep your face bowed to the ground before the Lord. Continue to honor the Lord. Continue to revere God. Continue to stay low and know that he is going to exalt you. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we come before you this morning. We give you honor and praise, and we give you glory. Father, we thank you for the prayers that went before your throne. We know that you're able to do all things but fail. Lord God, we love you. We praise you. We magnify your name this morning, Lord God. You're able to do all things but fail. Lord God, we thank you that that you can loose the the shackles that bind, God. And, Lord, we know you're able to do all things but fail. We look to the hills 
Yeah. Which come of our help. Our help comes from you this morning, God. Lord God, we thank you. You are our great shepherd, God. Lord God, there's no other help we know. I thank and I praise you that we are able to come to your throne of grace, God, and lay all our burdens burdens before you, God, and we know that you are answering, God. We know that you're able to answer our prayers, God, and, Lord God, those that are on the call, God, I ask that you meet the need today, God. Lord God, whatever they stand in need, God, I pray in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, yeah. God, that you will open up those doors, God. You're able to do all things but fail. Yeah. Lord God, we thank you this morning because you're able, God. Lord God, you are our doctor. You are our doctor in the sick room, God. So, God, you're able to answer that court that court order, God, in the yeah. name of Jesus. Somebody, God, had some bad news, but you will believe the report of the Lord this morning, God. Lord, yeah. God, somebody's ailing in their body, God, touching from the top of their head to the sole of their feet, God. Lord, God, you're able to touch, heal, set, and defend set free and deliver this morning, God. Lord God, we thank you today, God, as we go beyond our day, that you will have your angels camped around about us. Lord God, we thank you, God, for the blood, God, that we we can, we we thank you for the blood, Jesus, that you have have shed, God, that we might have a right to the tree of life. Lord God, I thank you this morning, God, because you're able to do all things but fail. We thank you this morning because there's no other help we know. Lord God, I thank you because we love you. We praise you. We honor you, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for open doors, God. We thank you for the closed, God, the closed doors, God. We thank you that we are faithful before your throne, that we get up 6 o'clock in the morning to hear a word from the the Lord. Lord God, we thank you for your faithfulness, that you're able to do all things fulfilled. I ask that you bless the apostles, the bishops, the elders, those that assembled this morning, God. We ask that whatever burdens they have, God, we ask that you bless Answer them in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I'm so filled in my soul right now, God. I am so happy, God. I mean, I just count it an honor, a parade, and an honor, and give you the praise that I'm able to close us out, God. But you're able to do all things but fail. Well, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. You said no weapon formed against us, prosper. You said that you will raise up a standard. We come against the enemy right now. In the name of Jesus, he has no power, no dominion. In the name of Jesus, glory to God. Lord God, we come and we praise you, we honor you, we glorify your name today, and we will continue to give you the praise and give you the honor in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen.
place right. and helping to birth out even greater what yeah. God has within you. A lot of times it's because the Lord has said to call on you. Because God has greater works for each one of you to do. This year, expect God to do greater works in you. You're not called to sit in a pew. But God is calling you to go forth. And so I thank God for all of you. On behalf of our bishop, on behalf of the entire Kingdom of God Fellowship Church family, we wish to thank you for being here. Your presence has made this to be an awesome worship experience on this morning. We thank God for Minister Carla. Hallelujah for reading the word for us on today. And we thank and praise the Lord for each one of you in your perspective places. We pray that you continue to join us, that you'll even invite others to come to be a part because we iron shoppers iron and we're here to grow daily through words of wisdom for daily living. So go today in peace. Enjoy this wonderful, thankful, this fabulous Fun Friday. Amen. 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 Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.